Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I'm joined by the amazing Michael J. Russ. I want to welcome you, Michael, and I'm just so excited to be able to, to speak with you today. <laughs> How are you? I'm awesome. It's a great day. Rain this morning, not raining now, a little windy, but, you know, who knows? We might have an awesome sunset if we're lucky. That's that's a, a beautiful thing. Michael, I, I so appreciate you collaborating with me on so many different things. And sometimes we come across a film or a book that has such an amazing and powerful message that really, truly speaks to our heart. And for whatever reason, it has fallen under the radar and nobody has seen it. And who knows why it falls under the radar. Perhaps maybe it's because we have so many choices. Um, There's so many different options available to us. Or maybe uh, we're just not ready to see it. I don't know why that is. But for me, I discovered a movie uh, about, a few weeks ago, that came out in 2012 called Hector in the Search of Happiness. And I will tell you, I was so elated and so excited. I couldn't wait to share it with Michael. And because Michael also embraces life, he got the movie and he watched it. And Michael, did you mm-hmm. enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I said, we've got, we have to do a show on this, this movie because... It is, I think, uh, a topic that explores really what it means to be human, what each of us search for. Um, Sometimes one of the the things that they said is you cannot touch happiness. It can be elusive. And and what I really loved about the movie, you know, Hector is a psychiatrist who, in the way they they put it in the movie, and, and I wrote it down because it said he had a very satisfactory life. And he liked it that way. And I think there are many of us who have a satisfactory life. We get up in the morning and we do things, and we do things a certain way. We brush our teeth with the same hand. We get up at the same time. Uh, We like to make our bed. We have our routine in the morning. And as Hector, he had his, his world was tidy, uncomplicated, and he took comfort in the predictable patterns. And I think that... All of us, I know even with me, I have a very unpredictable life. But for most of us, uh, we do have these patterns that we follow. And it just, there, there's just so much that's packed into this. And Michael, I know you, not only you were just like me, but you watched the movie not just once, but twice. And, and I think I'm uh, halfway through my third go round because there is, it just, it's one of those movies that makes you feel good. And I think at this time of year, uh, we all need a little bit of extra joy and, and love and happiness in our lives. So, Michael, I would love to hear what inspired you. And uh, are you happy today? I'm, I'm ecstatic. Yeah, I'm ecstatic. You know, it's been a, you know, it, it's, I get, I, I have the opportunity to make today what I want it to be. And I just want to encourage people to make make the day what you want it to be instead of letting the day unfold. Make it unfold the way that you want it to unfold based on your own vision, based on the way you feel. There's always going to be something that's that's going to be, you know, always a wrench that's going to be thrown into your, uh, you know, your intricate system, right? Um, however, it's, as, as, as the teacher said, it's how you deal with those little speed bumps. Do you focus on them? Do you make them bigger than they need to be? Or do you just 
say, oh, that's different, and just keep moving on, right? And um, and and that is that that statement, by the way. Oh, that's different. <laughs> is uh, that I learned. Uh, I don't know, I think a week ago uh, in the in the uh, conversation with uh, I believe uh, Carol Collins and the teachers, you know that's different. Uh, great way to approach things. Great way to make that little speed bump less of a problem. Now I'll just give you my little theory very quickly on happiness that I uh, profess profusely on my own uh, podcast, Life Moves. That is that happiness is not a thing something that's out there, something you search for, something that you earn someday, something that you may experience once in a while. It is an innate flow, uh, a feeling that's within you, a joy that's within you that you were born with. You came from happiness and love and peace, and you incarnated here in this body, dealing with this, uh, what the, the teachers say is a, and others have told me, is a labeling in a sort of a, a very dense environment uh, that can be fraught with all kinds of challenges based on what our thinking is, what choices we're making, um, the, the thoughts that are going through our head in any given moment because thoughts become things. What we focus on, we get. What we put, uh, focus on and put emotion into, we get. And generally, uh, the unfortunate aspect of that is that people focus on the negative, put feeling mm-hmm. and emotion uh, in the negative, and wonder why they're still getting negative, why they're still feeling negative feelings and emotions. And it's because what you're doing is you're investing in the wrong thing, investing in negativity because you're hung up on it, don't know how to deal with it. So you have to invest in it, keep talking about it, keep focusing on it, keep thinking about it, uh, amplify it, and um, tell uh, a million friends about it. Put it on social media. You've got to tell everybody about the bad thing that happened uh, when you really should be minimizing it as much as possible. It's just a thing. Oh, that happened, right? It's just something that happened. And if we can do that, we're going to open the door so that more happiness and joy and love and fun can flow from within us. That is my feeling. Now, this movie, which is, it, by the way, we should say that if you have Amazon Prime, not to, you know, believe it a point, but it's available on Amazon Prime, I think, right now for free. I did find it on Plex. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, it's free on Amazon Prime right now. It is available on Hulu. If you if you uh, uh, you can go through Hulu to several sources like Apple TV, you can pay for it. Uh, if you want it, I think it's like two ninety five. Uh, it's available on Peacock. If you pay for it, I think. Um, however, um, it is on Amazon Prime. It's it's free, and you can watch it a dozen times. And I definitely this is one. This is a movie that, in my view, everyone should watch this holiday season. I think you should watch it once a month to remind you, okay, of what's important. However, it's a great holiday movie. It has nothing to do with the holidays. It, it, however, it has everything to do with the holidays, right? Because mm-hmm. the unfortunate part of, of, of Christmas and, uh, or, or Hanukkah or uh, um, Kwanzaa or anything else that's, that's out there that people are, are celebrating, the unfortunate thing is that 
happiness gets boiled down to something that you achieve once you uh, have finished your list of things you're going to give. You got gifts. You got the right gifts for everybody. Uh, what you think are the right gifts for everybody because you really don't know how they're going to take what you give them. But you put invested way too much in the giving and not enough in the, the journey of what you're going to give. And I like to focus on the journey of it where I'm kind of really thinking about the person and I don't know what's going to make them happy, although, but I'm, I'm, keeping, I'm keeping an ear uh, open, listening for something that perhaps they say they need, a little hint of whatever. And then it, the whole idea is it's not about the money. It's about the journey of finding that thing, the journey of getting mm-hmm. it and wrapping it and putting a nice card with it and putting it under the tree uh, so that when that person opens it, you have a story behind it. That a happiness story, how you got it. Not just that you all oh, you you. I googled on I, I googled I or I bought it on Amazon and and I got it in two days and I wrapped it and gave it to you, right? Sometimes you have to search for something. The journey can be fraught with a little bit of hey, no, we don't have that anymore, or something else that that creates sort of a challenge. So you have to you know think outside the box. However, this movie was awesome because it was uh, not only. It talked about it, it, it was a visual transformation of, of an individual, Hector, who was played by Simon Pegg. Uh, it's also sort of a trans it's a transformation of his girlfriend. Because mm-hmm. the two of them have a relationship that is um, I, I I could I, I could say enabling. Could, could that be a good word? Yeah, I think that that's probably right. I think you know, he, he was yeah, she she was his mother in in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was, was there wasn't a lot of yeah. romance. I mean, it was I don't. Yeah, well, okay, there was some romance. Her. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. But however, you're absolutely right. She was she was um, basically uh, taking the playing the part of his mother, making sure that his clothes are straight, that they were washed, that uh dinner was made or breakfast was made or that his tie was tied. She tied his tie for him every morning. I'm going, wow, that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. All kinds of different things that enabled him to be stuck where he was. Right. Instead of expanding outside of who he was. In other words, instead of growing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's an interesting, that was an interesting way to, to begin. And because they're both... Uh, successful people. She was very successful in her profession, and he um, thought he was successful in his profession. However, he discovered that that wasn't the case, and that's what the, kind of the movie was about and how it unfolds. But uh, the aspect of this that that I really love is that journey that he undertakes uh, from the very beginning. That it is is fraught with all kinds of um, uh, challenges and new uh, uh, enlightenment, I should say, uh, and uh, exposure and serendipity. That's the other thing. Lots of serendipity. Serendipity. That's a beautiful word for that, Michael. Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of serendipity from the very beginning. Something that, and I think about this, I go, I'm not going to spoil the movie or anything like that, but I'm thinking, saying, would you have... Would you have, have, would most people have uh, succumbed to um, letting someone else pick your hotel 
and pay for it and take you out to dinner and do all these things. And most people would say, no, no, I don't do that. They'd get all caught up in the guilt. and they'd, But it, he just flowed with it. It was really wonderful. He made he a decision trip to flow with it, right, to flow with whatever happened because he was seeking what other people thought was happiness. Well, yeah. how, why were they, why were they, what was happiness to them? And I think that's a great question. It wasn't, what's happiness to me? He's not searching for the happiness for him. He was seeking what happiness was to other people, you know? And so, uh, again, not to spoil the movie, but there are 15 things that he wrote down in this notebook that his girlfriend had given him, and I thought his dueling was really phenomenal as well. Um, and... That's what we're going to talk about today, is and how that expands and how other people can can what the other people can take from that. You know, so you've got the list too, right? You got it. I do, I do. Okay. I have oh. the list too, and yeah, I mean, you know, I think just real quick, I I wanted just to let the audience know that he was a psychiatrist who, on a daily basis, was listening to how unhappy other people were who were seeking happiness, and then at a certain point, he realizes that he has doubts about his own happiness, and he recognizes that he's dissatisfied with the person that he's become. And that's really what sparks his journey. He knows that he has to do this. This is something he has to embark on on his own. You know, his girlfriend says, I can't go with you. And and it really is. So she gives him a notebook that he can record things. And this is what Michael's speaking about, is this wonderful list that he compiles. And, uh, yeah, I'll let you, you... In tandem with that, let me just say this. In tandem with that... What was really interesting was that he was helping people be happy, and he didn't understand what happiness was to himself. He didn't understand what it was. You know, he hadn't ever taken the time in life to figure out what happiness was to him. And this this is that contrast in terms of alchemy, that element of contrast. That's what I thought about. When, when uh, you know, in in this in this process of, um, he had no contrast. He had he didn't know happiness or sadness. He kind of like, you know, didn't know didn't know what couldn't know what one was because he'd never experienced the other. And, and during his trip, he experiences um, hardship and and other things too that help give him some contrast, so that he can actually recognize Absolutely. recognize what happiness is to him. And that is the beauty of it. So um, yeah, that leads right into into number one. Yeah, making number one, comparisons. Making, making comparisons can spoil your happiness. Making comparisons, mm-hmm. and when I when I read this, I thought about I thought about something that I know I've encountered in my life, in my six and a half decades, in relationships of every kind. When it comes to romantic relationships, um, friends, family, whatever, we posit these people comparisons in relationships. Mm-hmm. I call it grass is greener, uh, maybe the grass is greener on the other side of the street, right? You, you, you've become unappreciative of where you are or it's become stale. You've allowed it to become stale. You've got caught up in the, in the negativity, focused on negative things instead of the positives. And you're asking yourself, wow, what would it be like to be with somebody else? I think there was a song I was listening to. I can't remember when it was last week that kind of posited that thing. Uh, you know, what would, um, how would it be with somebody? It's a, it's a song 
by mm, he did breathe in uh, George Benson George Benson how would it be with hmm. someone else how would it be you find yourself thinking how would it be with someone else and it's the song's called never give up on a good thing never give up on a good thing and that's the hmm. lyric in it <laughs> I find there's a story in there somewhere I've seen the guy live at least four times um, however I can envision I can imagine that that everyone who's been in a relationship for a long period of time kind of goes through that. So um, making comparisons can spoil your happiness because it draws your focus away from where you are, what you're doing, the journey you're on, the person you're with, and focusing on the the positives to focusing on the negatives and then wondering, okay, how would it be with someone else? Would they not have these positives? And it just it it just kind of spoils everything for you. It does, but I also think, Michael, it's even comparing yourself to others. So if you're in a relationship and you should happen to, as as, uh, Clara did in the movie, come across Mm -hmm. an old picture and look at an old, a picture of an old girlfriend and you think, oh, well, I don't measure up like that. I'm not as skinny or I'm not as tall or geez, I'm not a redhead or whatever it is. And we start to feel... Yeah, Less I mean, she was. She was. She was. She. she why hadn't I seen this picture? How long have I been with Hector? And how come I? He didn't show me this picture, right? Right. Right. And then you <laughs> so, start making comparisons, and exactly. then I think that that erodes your own sense of happiness mm-hmm. because those wheels go around in the head. Uh, we don't really need to know all the details of what it is, but it's it's that it it literally arose at your confidence levels and then you start second guessing and you become maybe a little defensive or paranoid Mm -hmm. or whatever instead of just understanding your smile into a frown it just immediately Mm -hmm. turns it into a frown you start seeing life through a different lens you know uh, a lens of what ifs and why and why fours and you know what what's going on here and and uh and yeah this takes happiness just your flow of happiness instantly just you know, just cut off. Um, now, the second uh, rule here, happiness often comes when least, when least expected. I thought that was really, really awesome. I think we were talking about that just a second ago when, when you, you just let go and let live. And uh, as they used to say in the 60s, uh, you simply just enjoy the journey, Right. You partake of, of, you're on a journey. We're all every day on a journey. So you're just um, ex- taking time to feel the happiness and the joy when you least expect the thing that actually brought it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this movie. Know. <laughs> you know, here I am. I was walking the dog and I looked down and I see these little tiny purple flowers growing out of the sidewalk. And this is in November. And you know what? Uh, it made me so happy to see those little purple flowers. I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah. Who would think? Right? Oh, Big yeah. smile on my face. Who would think that that beautiful flower would be there in November where you live in Pittsburgh? I mean, who, who would mm-hmm. think that? Right? I mean, I think last year there was snow on the ground, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, that's El Nino and El Nino, I guess. It's kind of crazy, but it's true. And when you least expect it, and to me, the, I, I, I look at this as um, I kind of expect the unexpected. I mm-hmm. look out for it. I remain aware of it, of, its, of it when it occurs. Uh, of, I, almost like law of attraction, I draw the unexpected to me because I'm always 
I'm always wondering what cool things can happen next. I think you approach every day like that, Michael. I think it's yeah. a beautiful gift. And, yeah. and I Thank you. would encourage everybody to do that when you wake up in the morning. Like, you know, what am I going to learn today I didn't yeah. that I didn't know before? Right. I mean, there's so many thing. opportunities. Oh, absolutely. The concept, the concept <laughs> of, you know, when's the next shoe going to drop, that, that concept to me is, is, is just... If you're looking at law of attraction, that, that what you're thinking draws to you, what you're thinking, what you what you focus on, then you're really asking for um, a perpetuation of, of negativity. You're expecting something negative instead of expecting something positive. I'm, I'm in for you know what's the miracle that's going to happen that happen next? What cool thing mm-hmm. will will uh, you know uh, keep that happiness flowing from within me as um, the uh, as a collective, or the teacher said last night in the in, a, in the uh, uh, the um, class that that uh, the teachers put on, he, and I, I just love this. I had to write this down because it was just so darn cool, you know. Uh, and that was something we talked about before the show. Are you love, peace, and happy walking? Are you happy walking? I love that. Are I'm gonna write walking? that down. You know, are you are happy, you happy walking? walking? Yeah, are you happy walking? When you're walking down the street, are you happy? Are you living your life? Are you moving from one place to another happy? Or are you concerned about something or worried about something or thinking about something in the past that made you feel uh, in some feel some negative feeling or emotion? You know, it, I, mm-hmm. it, being present, being present. It really only happens mm-hmm. in the present. It happens here. It happens now, right? It's flowing through you in the present, not the past, and really not the future. It's here, right? Yep. And your mission, according to the teachers, is to, is to remain happy. And I've always said this. Like, that's what alchemy is about. When, you're, when, you're, when that, that bump comes by, a speed bump of, of uh, uh, some event that occurs and it kind of jars you a moment, how quickly can you get back to the happy part? How, how much focus you're going to get? You're going to invest so much into it that the happy is just dissipates completely for the for uh, you know a, a day, a week, a month. How yeah. can you do that, right? Yeah, well, sometimes I think it's even like walking down the street and you know you trip on the sidewalk and and start oh laughing God. and you start laughing, or if you're with somebody, you really laugh and you think, wait a minute. <laughs> Caught up and grabbed me, and maybe that's the the moment that you need to kind of bring your back self back and go, "Hey, lighten up, Francis." I think that was from uh, <laughs> Stripes or something. One of those movies, lighten up, lighten Francis. up Francis. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like yeah. it. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's really love, peace, I, I love and it. happy walking. Gotta love it. Yeah, yep. love, peace, enjoy Which walking. It actually Are is a good segue into the next one, Michael. You know? <laughs> yeah. Many, many many people only see, yeah many people only see happiness in their future right yeah which is to me um, again it's like bringing it back in the in the present uh, we don't know how happy we're going to be tomorrow we know how how we are today and what things that we can do to bring us joy. And when we spoke with, with Carol, we were talking about the bubbles, and guess what? I was at a little shop the other day, and there was on sale for four ninety nine this little bubble maker blower. Mm-hmm. It's in the shape of an elephant. And I thought, oh, my gosh, i got to buy that. I've got to be able to cool. have an automatic bubble 
whistleblower in my house. What a grown-up yeah, thing to do. Absolutely. But it makes me so happy. I couldn't not buy it. <laughs> have you ever seen a dog chase a bubble? Oh, I have. <laughs> so much fun. Awesome. So much yeah. fun to see a dog yeah. or a cat chase, see a bubble, and then want to go touch it, find out what it is, and it just it, it explodes, and they're like, wait, where, where did it go? You know? And it's like, right. it's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Anyway. But that's a good metaphor for the future, too, because it may, you know, it may pop. What we think that is going to make us happy is is that it might just blow away and pop and there's something else waiting in the wings that can even make us happier than we even imagined. Very good point. And that is a perspective that we definitely want our audience here on PRNFM to adopt. I think about that all the time. Why see the, the glass is half full when, when something that's made you really joyful goes away? You know, why not mm-hmm. um, expect that something better will replace it? That's where I come from. I was like, I, I don't want to, you know, it, again, it's how much energy do you give that, that change that occurs? You know, how much negative energy do you give it? Do you give it, you have a choice, negative or positive, right? Up or down. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you've got that, you got that choice. So, um, and we'll get to the, to the, to the comment that the, uh, the black woman in Africa made on the, on the, the DC three, um, here in just a little bit that kind of ties with that. I thought the question was really, really quite brilliant. Mm-hmm. But number four, many people think that happiness comes from having more power or more, more money. Okay. There's, there's been studies about this, you know, what, at what point are you happy financially? And I think they came to, if you were making $75,000 a year, that was sort of like the point of diminishing returns in terms of happiness. More money than $75,000 a year in terms of income didn't make you any more, any happier than if you were making a million. Um, I obviously disagree with that profusely um, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. just for the simple reason that um, more money can buy you more freedom. Uh, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's, a, it's how you perceive it. It's, it's a perspective, right? That, that determines whether or not, in my view, uh, having more money or less money. You know, I know people say, oh, if I had a billion dollars, everybody would be after me and I wouldn't want a billion dollars because everybody would be coming to me begging for money. And I'm going, oh my gosh, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's like, right. You have the ability to actually make choices and decisions to um, to lavish those friends and family and those people you don't know with things that can really help them move to the next level in in their life. Things that they right. help them in ways they don't even know um, can they can. And- and money can make things like the Sheldrake Trust, which helps uh, the African wildlife, specifically elephants, um, makes that possible. It employs the people that preserve uh, and make sure that they're safe. I, I watch a lot of the different animal rescue things. It is there's that money can go into research to help maybe find a cure for Alzheimer's or other diseases. You know, money is is an energy. It's an energy. It's a frequency that, when channeled for positive things, can really elicit change in a good and way. And multiply. Let's not think about that. And multiply. Wealth multiplies. Mm-hmm. You when you have the right mindset around wealth, it can multiply. I think. I think even even greater. There are yes, elephants. Elephants need help. Rhinos need help. I'd, I'd go to Africa and meet and talk with the people who were doing it. 
you know, mm-hmm. and find out what their actual needs are uh, at the, you know, in that moment, because you'd have the, the, the ability to help them um, in ways that somebody who from over here is just working with a non-GO, GMO, non-GO, NGO, excuse me, uh, you know, would, would, uh, would not do. So right. it's kind of interesting. You can actually go see people, talk to me. It's, again, happiness is about the journey. Getting on a plane, Absolutely. flying first class, staying in a great, great uh, camp, and, and, and from there venturing out and seeing, you know, treating yourself with luxury, treating yourself with, with, uh, with, the, with the best care, and then going out and uh, experiencing what the problem is firsthand. Um, there was a right. great movie. There was a great movie about an encampment, uh, about Rob Lowe uh, starred in a movie, I believe that was on Netflix, that was about a, uh, an elephant camp. And, hmm. uh, yeah, it was really, this is, I'll, have to get, I'll get the name of it for you. Uh, maybe I'll have it next show. But it was about a, a woman who uh, needed a, a, a change and in her life something wasn't going well she left and went to this camp and she was pretty highbrow and you know she she you know started seeing elephants feeding elephants elephants being introduced to the babies and seeing how uh the 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 camp worked and how uh, they helped uh elephants and she fell in love with the place i mean she fell in love with roblo too but that's just the movie right That's but the yeah. but the the whole idea is that she it, it's when you experience something firsthand you understand uh, in a way that you cannot read about because right. when you're reading reading an article just all that does is just give you the highlights it doesn't it right. doesn't infuse it can't infuse you with with the kind of feeling and so that was a cool movie I, I just absolutely yeah, love I love nice. watching it it's one of those feel good flicks you know another movie you can watch during the holidays that has nothing to do with the holidays and everything to do with um, transformation and the alchemy that people go through in their in, in, in life and how you can how you can transform yourself it's an example uh, I think of, right. of how you can transform yourself and, and you can throw on a backpack kind of like what Hector did in the movie um, you know he, at one point in his journey he was getting ready to get on a plane again I don't want to spoil it but there was First class, there was business class, there was economy, and then she's like, <laughs> the sales agent said, "There's you." <laughs> you could have touched the ground <laughs> right off the floor. But you know, you, yeah. I, you know, we, we, I don't, I think you said you'd been on a plane that was a, a chicken run, a uh, chicken or goat run, something I, like that. I was on a train. Yeah, that was yeah. This is a DC train. I've been on a bus like yeah. that. You know, there's there's a, there's yeah. there's chickens in the back, and there's there's a goat, and there's you know there's you think to yourself, oh, my God, I've been there, and I've been in first class. And obviously, I prefer right. first class. However, the experience of being in, in, uh, in goat transit uh, is a uh, chicken and goat transit. Is, is, it's, it's something that you, um, you, you think and talk about uh, and laugh about. You'll never forget it, yep. The rest Absolutely. of your life. People say, you know, <laughs> yes, that you, you didn't like it remember. at the time. And I tell people, I said, listen, don't, don't, don't uh, you know, don't take this to the downside in terms of negativity. You're going to be laughing about this for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> You're going to be telling and, and you had this experience. The lady he was seated next to on that very fortunate flight, you know, he was really nervous, and she said, well, it's an old plane. It hasn't crashed yet. And there goes... <laughs> and then she said, if we make it, you. if this plane right? lands, <laughs> if this plane lands, I want you to come over and have some of my... 
sweet potato stew. Sweet potato it's like stew. That yep. just, the if if this plane lands part just goes right over his head, you know. It's kind of like it, it's just funny. It, the fact that she said it so nonchalantly was just amazing, right? Yeah, just she's holding her, her tender baby. Yeah, very sweet, you know. True, if but this it, plane it lands, I want you to come over. Yeah, That's but what crazy. a great what a great pivot point, right? And, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Here's the question, though. Listen, listen. This is the, I gotta, I'll have to do this now because we're, we're not going to get to this in this episode. If we don't, we'll have to do another one. But on the DC-3 uh, chicken flight, um, going from one West African, one African city to another, she shares this very central question. He asked her about happiness and uh, about happiness in relationships. And she goes, does, she says, this is the question you ask. Does this person bring you predominantly A, up, or B, down. <laughs> I, I was laughing. I was cracking up. And, you know, I know. How many people? How many people do you come across who have people in their life that bring them down, and mm-hmm. they just? I, I don't know. I, I talked to a friend of mine on the phone the other day, and unfortunately, his mother, his uncle, and his stepdad only served to bring him down. <laughs> oh my god! And I said. Note to self, note to self, don't talk to mom, your uncle, or your stepdad, okay, willingly. Don't call them, okay? If they call you, be polite, be loving, be happy. But don't mm-hmm. call them. If they bring you down, why would you put yourself through that? Why would you? And, he, and the only question he asks is, how come they're like that to me? And I said, I don't know, and you're not going to know either. Because you're not going to be that informed, and they're never going to tell you what the real root cause of it, because they're afraid that they'll hurt you. They're only going to give you, they're going to placate you. So, note to self, anybody in your life that is bringing you down, you only got two choices. You either stand there and just listen and let it go in one ear and out the other, don't invest in it, or you just simply find new friends. (laughs) I don't know. I mean... 100%. Do they, do, they, do they bring you up or bring you down? If you have more people in your life that bring you up than bring you down, you're going to be happier. That's like an automatic because you won't have those speed bumps every time they call you and talk to you, you see them. You know, it's mm-hmm. crazy, you know. And for right. her, for her happiness was the idea, and she said this, and it was really, really quite, quite uh, poignant and, and, and wonderful. She said, for her happiness is home, family, and the idea that her children can live a normal life with no bodyguards taking them to school. And, of course, sweet potatoes do. And you're thinking about mm-hmm. this, and, and in contrast, you know, I've, I've been a part of the world, and I, I, I know you have too, where, you know, things aren't rosy, rosy in comparison when, as, as I would picture them, as I would. Right them you know to 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 them it's what they know and they remain happy in the midst of whatever they're dealing with right whatever they don't have that we think they should some convenience modern convenience of some kind why don't you have one of those you know you're like what am i going to do with that clean water for one right there you go how many people in this world don't have clean water five miles walking five miles to get clean water now do they want to walk five miles no Nobody does. However, mm-hmm. it's about you walk the five miles because that's what you do because that's where you are and that's what it takes, right? And it becomes normal in your life and you don't beat it up all the time. Um, and, and I find people who 
and, and come across people who focus on the, instead of the five-mile walk and, and what it actually accomplishes in getting the water back, they just beat themselves up relentlessly because they don't understand why they have to walk five miles to get the water. So the experience for them is so bad because they, they, they frame it that way, right? Mm-hmm. Why, do, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to get up and go to this job that I can't stand every day? And I'm like, if you can't stand it, why don't you find a new job, new career, do something? You know, you, you're, you're wasting your life away on something that, you, that doesn't bring you joy. Doesn't make you doesn't let the happiness right. joy from within flow, right? So yep. uh, it, same thing with that's, that. That's actually connected to the, his one point: avoiding unhappiness is not the road to happiness. Oh and, gosh! And oh yeah, that, monk wisdom. Monk wisdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, monk wisdom. It was, happens in the- it, and, and and he said, you know, Hector says, you know, I'm not going to be here and may not make it back here again and and he's so like i might not see you and then the punk turns and says the moment of death is indeed uncertain which is <laughs> totally he not, he's not talking about death after, right he <laughs> wasn't even thinking about death all he wanted to know was like when can i i'm not it's like so remote out in the middle of nowhere i might not see you again but we don't think about that so exactly. it, it actually is a good anchor into being happy with the people you're with now, in yeah. the present moment. Yeah. Find something good about it. Stop focusing on the bad. We have a, you know, in, in, in the United States right now, we've got, you know, you got, you got politics. You've got people deciding who's, whose friend they're going to be with based on politics, politics, political or, or religious beliefs. And that's ridiculous. People are people. Mm-hmm. You know, food yeah. is food. And it warms, mm-hmm. it warms the soul. It doesn't matter who it comes from. And a smile is a smile. And I've learned this in, in my travels. I don't, I don't go to a Muslim country thinking, you know, uh, I'm going to be blown up or shot. I don't look at, at the people in the country as wanting to harm me. I'm there, and I, what I see is people who want the same thing who this woman on the plane wanted. She wanted her, herself and her family to experience a normal life. Just a normal right. life, away, of all, away right. from the, the strife that, that, that normally is associated with living in a third world country or a second world country, right? So number five, let's just look at this. Sometimes happiness is not knowing the whole story. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. How did you take that one? Uh, you know, what's, what I find so fascinating, it goes back to the old adage, Sometimes somebody not knowing something isn't going to hurt them. And it's not an outright lie, but sometimes there's things that people feel that they need to be too uh, forthright with, and it's hurtful. And sometimes it's better just to, uh, I think, say things a little bit kinder ways or just not bring it up. If, If you know somebody has an issue with a family member and you happen to run into them, you don't go, guess I have, who I ran into. Yeah, we had a great right. conversation. Right. And that could be hurtful to somebody because they don't have the same relationship that you do and there's, there's a sense of betrayal or whatever. That you can all say, the time. Somebody says, yeah, what did yeah, you do today? I, oh, I went here to X, Y, Z. Yeah. It, it's, it's not important they don't need to, to know. somebody. Right. Here's, here's the interesting thing. Um, Happiness, there's a certain point in the movie where this, this, partic- this comes out, and I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to say what it is, but the people will know. The interesting thing about this is that everybody has a story. 
Everyone has mm-hmm. a story. And when the, the question is, if you relay your story to somebody else, are you focusing on um, the positive aspects of you or are you focusing on the negative aspects, some of the things that, that didn't make you feel good about your life? You know, because I, I say this all the time, and, and it's, you know, I don't know who, who gets it. However, nobody wants to hear about your problems. Everybody's got something they're dealing with. Everybody's got challenges that they're dealing with in life. And I, you know, people, in, in my view, it's not that I'm insensitive. I just want people to focus on what's right, what's going well, what's working, instead of Right, because not. then you attract that in. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Because and I you, think you, that, that Hector, Hector felt that, too. He, he listened to it day after day after day. Mm-hmm. And the the one woman says, "I'm at the end of my rope," and she's like, "Rope, rope." He just he says, "You think you're at the end of your rope?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a that was a great scene. Great scene. And, um, and but I think it it echoes through because even on his journey through all of these different things, and he didn't really know where he was going. Yes, he was going to these countries, but he didn't know the the events. You can you can plan a trip, but. You, don't know what's going to unfold. When I went to Costa Rica, we were staying in this beautiful hotel. I was with a friend of mine, and we we're going on an ecological tour. We walk in the room; it was going to be our room, and she sat down on the bed, and it broke. <laughs> like she wasn't, she wasn't a big girl, and we were like, "Oh my God, what just?" <laughs> and we we were in stitches. We could not compose ourselves to call the front desk to tell them this. <laughs> broke into all these different pieces. But you know what? That would be the, you know, are you okay? Those kinds of things. But I mean, and the whole trip was like that. It was filled with unexpected little things that, you know, it were just just so funny. We we laughed the whole time. It was, it was great. I think, but that's, that, I think that's, that's absolutely hilarious. That is hilarious. You know, and that's, <laughs> you, you don't know. You don't know what's going to go on. And that's the, nope. that's the beauty of life. I did, I found what I loved about Hector's journey is that all he said is that I'm going to China. Mm-hmm. You know, he was going to Shanghai, bought a ticket. He had no, he, he got a hotel reservation, but beyond that, he had no idea what the hell he was going to do, excuse my language, whatever he was going to do, right? He had no idea right. what was going to go on. And it, 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 it started from the very beginning that, you know, instead of <laughs> with his seat and with this and moving up, it's just fantastic. It, it is a... Right. It's a it's a lesson in the fact that he that, that we as, as individuals what we focus on is what we get that's the reality that we create right what we focus on right. is the reality that we that 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 unfolds for us that reality right. can be can can allow happiness to flow or it can stifle it followers to it right um, and I, I now, thought it was interesting Michael that you bring that up because there was one patient and I think the character's name was Roger who was on medication and he's like. You know, Roger, did you take your medication? And Roger was the antithesis, I think, of Hector in that he would be dancing in the street. He'd be doing all of these things and just being free. Now, he was, quote, unquote, needed to be medicated, but he was fairly happy mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. And and I think that that, you know, that's a, a just, you know, we can't judge other people's happiness. What makes them happy? No. And we need I didn't to. Do that bad. I mean, it, it, no, I didn't. I thought it, yeah. he didn't conform to 
British social standards, right? right. As, as somebody right. who didn't, wasn't boisterous, didn't act out, didn't run into the street and start dancing. You know, I mean, there are certain social norms that are expected of everybody everywhere, right? And right. I, I found it, I mean, he was artistic. Um, he, it, what was interesting was what made him act out in, in the beginning and totally be transformed at the end. And, and, and some people can be very highly empathetic, not empathetic, excuse me, right. sorry, empathic, my apologies, empathic, where they mm-hmm. pick up on all the negative energies of people and act them in a very, very, very negative way, right? And so recognizing that, this, that somebody is very empathic and that, and let's work on how to deal with that, how to manage that rather than putting it behind you know, in some sort of, uh, he was in a, not an asylum, but he was in a mental hospital with, uh, you know, and he was getting guidance from uh, a man who had no idea what happiness was, and he was trying to help this guy out. Um, right. And the beauty of the end is is, is uh, that little snippet of, of, of how wonderful, um, how different the relationship is, because he is different. Um, and, well, that and that goes to number nine, which is yep. happiness is being loved for who you are. And number eight, which is happiness is answering your calling, because I think the two are are very uh, integrally related. And I know that you are loved for who you are, Michael. And I, I know so. that you you also find happiness in pursuing what is your new calling. And and every day, it's like, you know, whether it's the, the, the you're working the stable or work serving your clients or walking <laughs> on the beach. Meaning it's all you know, of my new all calling. Of that. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it is, it is I believe, it's your, fun. your new calling. I've, got, I've got story after story. Oh, did I tell you that the, the horse... Uh, knows how to open the latch. No, you did, did I not. tell you that? Did I tell you that <laughs> when I when I when we drive up, the horses wants that carrot, and knows it's going to get a carrot anywhere it is in the pasture. It's a race to get to the end of the stall before you do. Right? That's the way it is. Wow. It's a thirty-year-old horse, one-eyed, suspensory, done. She's lame. But she's so cute because she gets a mosey on coming from wherever she is, and I have to jump out of the car and run into the stall and close the outside door, stall door, before she gets there. Otherwise, you know, it's 1,600 pounds of horse in a 10-by-10 space, and you're trying to clean it. So (laughs) the interesting thing is that I'm in there. I'm cleaning the stall. She's messing around with the latch and uses her tongue to open the latch. The door opened. What are you, what, I called her Houdini because when she starts, she can do it. She can unlatch the latch and and, uh, and open the stall door. And I'm like, no way. So I have to say, no, 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 no. You can't be doing that because I need to do what I need to do in here, okay? So I give her a little carrot and kind of appease her for a little bit. Then she starts kicking things and and getting, uh, you know, impatient. But I just said. But that's that. so sweet because you you do you love her for who she is. Oh, she's, with her she's a, one she's eye. A darling. And, I mean, yeah, she'll all outlive those us all. <laughs> she'll outlive <laughs> us all. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. She'll outlive us all. Um, anyway, that's all right. Great. So <laughs> okay, so, uh, there's one here that we missed. We kind of bounced around, but it's a mistake to think that what happens that happiness is the goal. It's a mistake to think that happiness is the goal. 
They had it as number seven, but there are several different ones here. But I wanted to. Yeah, I think one some some of the list was from the book, and right, some of the book, exactly. you know, the book they changed it in a little bit in the in the movie. Um, but it's great, you know, though. Absolutely, it happiness, is. It's a mistake to think that happiness is the goal. That is, I think, probably hits the nail on the head for most people's concept concept of of happiness that I've come across. I'm not going to say everyone, uh, because I've met everyone in the world. However. Um, putting happiness out there, as I was saying at the beginning of, of the show, something you earn, something that you get when you when something occurs, or that you achieve a certain milestone, or whatever it may be. Right? When I find the love of my life, when I get married, when I have a kid, when I blah blah blah. Right? Um, I'm going to be happy then. Um, what I've or reach that goal. Oh, that's a really good one. Right? I'm going to be really happy when I reach that goal. I'm going to pop a cork of champagne, and I'm going to be the happiest person on the planet. Okay. Got there. Been there. Done that. No, that's not the case. Right. <laughs> you didn't enjoy well, that journey. It's very disappointing. Yeah, you get your new car. It makes you happy. But then the, the next new models come out, and you thought, oh, shoot, I should have waited. <laughs> I should have waited for that, that, or it's the the newest phone, you know, oh my gosh, the, you know, this has XYZ feature that I couldn't live without, why didn't I wait? Instead of just being happy with the technology and the amazing fact that you can reach somebody halfway around the world through this little device. What it can do. Um, the differences now between phones are so so minimal. Um, in, in the last, I think, four or five versions, or four versions of, 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 of iPhone, it's really the only thing that's changed is really the camera and some of the uh, programming. You know, other than that, mm-hmm. I'm looking at a, I have a, I have an iPhone six and an iPhone thirteen. So I'm, I noticed that the upgrades to the six, you know, when I say, hey Siri, both phones say, yeah. If I want something off the the six, I say, here's Siri, and I get it, just like I do off the iPhone 14, right? The camera's different. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, bottom line is it dials, it has the same apps, it shares apps on on both phones. What is the difference between the two, right? So I don't know. It's not sweet potatoes, too. Yes, not. (laughs) I can just tell you that. uh, Not that. And that was number 10, by the way, sweet potatoes, too, in in the movie. That's right. Sweet potatoes. Happiness is sweet potato stew. You know, it's yep. it's a um, the 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 monk wisdom was phenomenal. Um, and here here's I, I, I wrote down three things that that were said in the movie. This monk said, and one of them we said already, which is avoiding happiness is not the road to happiness. Um, the second was the moment of death is indeed uncertain. We said that. Uh, mm-hmm. But the one one that was really really profound, which was uh, kind of tandem with the first one, is more important than what we are searching for is what we are avoiding. Mm-hmm. More important than what we're searching for is what we are avoiding, and you know, I mean, that's a quagmire for an, an, an entire show. However, right. I kind of take it as we. We can be unhappy because we're avoiding dealing with something, because something is eating away at us. Um, something that is is has gone, um, a question has gone unanswered, a a, uh, a a task that has gone undone. Something that we need to just be honest and, and just in a very loving and and uh, joyful and happy way and kind way, empathetic, and compassionate way discuss with someone, 
right? Mm-hmm. Discuss with someone. Sometimes we can avoid. Absolutely. Yeah, we can avoid doing the thing that would make us happiest because it's unpleasant to us. We've branded it as unpleasant, which makes it even harder to do at that particular point. More challenging right. to do more difficult to use those, those, uh, that vernacular, which I find very interesting. Now, how much time well, have we got left? Because I'm not paying attention here because I want to talk about uh, We have a, a, a just a little, probably about five more minutes. Okay. To, let's, to let's just cover the professor <laughs> real quick. This, the, the yeah, point, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. You, you <laughs> I want to no. simply, I'm going to read what the professor told his students. You know, it, it's really interesting. And uh, it was Christopher Plummer, so you know he's, a, he's an awesome orator. I'll just try to be like him. We'll see. Um, happiness is a state of being, a moment of untarnished joy when everything inside and outside our world was all right. And now we've become a colony of adults where everything is all wrong all the time. It's as if we're on a quest to get it back. And yet, the more we focus on our own personal happiness, the more it eludes us. And it's only when we are engaged in life's activities, inspired, engaged, communicating, dancing, learning, that we experience happiness as a byproduct, a side effect. Then he ends with, no, no. We should concern ourselves with the pursuit of happiness not with the, wait, wait, wait. We should concern ourselves with the pursuit of happiness, but with, not with the pursuit of happiness, but with the happiness of the pursuit. I think I missed the word there. Mm-hmm. But we should, we should not concern ourselves with the pursuit of happiness, but with the happiness of the pursuit itself. That journey, that walk that we take every day when we get up out of bed, that's really, you know, where it starts. When you look at your cat, I look at my cat, who's probably sleeping on the bed at the same time I want to get up, uh, is, you know, out like a light because she's been dancing around the house all night or doing, I don't know what, having a party by herself, um, which cats do at night because they're nocturnal. It's so Mm -hmm. much fun to see her knocked out. Uh, However, I love getting out of bed and giving her a little love before I fully get out of bed, right? Pull her to the side, you know. And it's just, she's so grateful. You know, it's and and she gives that love kind of right back, and it's 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 the it's the joy of life. It's the joy of you know what's next. Going to meditate and then going for a walk, uh, getting some breakfast, going to, to to take care of the horse, coming back, getting some breakfast. There's a there's a happiness in the in the rhythm that mm-hmm. you set for yourself, and it's a choice. You can you can set a rhythm that makes you feel good, and right. One that, that, that keeps that happiness, that starts that happiness flowing from the moment that you wake up and it's, throughout the day. That's the way to live. And, you know, there was one other thing that Christopher Plummer's character said that really uh, I would love for over the, the next week for our listeners here on PRNFM to ponder how many of us can recall that childhood moment when we experienced happiness as a state of being? Yeah, and I too, think yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. When you can reconnect with that moment, you find that in your memory. It's not about living in the past, but find that feeling, that that state of bliss, that state of freedom uh, to be, do whatever it is that you were in that moment of 
happiness as your state of being, I think is, I, I know when I heard those words, oh boy, did it, it hit me like a, a ton of bricks. I just was like, wow, I'm going to, there were so many things that ran through my mind. Uh, Michael, do you recall that moment, that state of being? Probably your first drum set. Yeah, probably one of your first drum sets. No, no, first no, time no. you got. Before that. No? Way before that. I had, uh, you know, it's, I enjoyed hanging out when we were in um, we were in Taiwan. Oh no, no! Before before that, we lived in Omaha. And I think it was sixty four and uh, nineteen sixty four. And we were um, we used to go jump the fence into the neighbor's yards and grab her crab apples. <laughs> we would eat we would eat her crab apples. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, we'd steal their crab apples and eat them. I mean, the crab, I, I never knew an apple, something like a fruit could taste so good. Um, yeah. Coming off a tree, she had like four or five of these trees. So I don't know. I don't think she'd miss a couple. But um, she was so sweet and so gracious and allowing us to do that, thinking that we were actually, uh, you know, sneaking around. And she knew it all along. I mean, come on. Um, you know, there are there are so many wonderful memories that, that I have of traveling every couple of years and where we lived. And um, the, the day I got my glass, first pair of glasses when I was seven years old, I should have had glasses from the moment I came out of the womb. But I didn't know any you know, situations and circumstances uh, didn't allow me to get, you know, prevented me from getting a pair of glasses until I was seven years of age. And when I put them on, I climbed up on top of, we had a flat, single-story flat house, so I could climb up on the roof and sit on the uh, on the uh, the overhang over the front door and just kick my legs over and let them swing there. And I go, wow, I was looking at the world in complete clarity, and I was just blown away by it. <laughs> Just literally wow. blown away by it. I mean, there are there are events like that in your life that you have, and you're mm-hmm. thinking, "Wow, um, this is awesome. This is yeah. real, real. Life is amazing. Absolutely amazing. It is. You know? It is. And and in the words of the character Angeli, you're going on a journey. Each one of us is going on a journey. And I see you at peace. I see you happy. I see you loved like you never loved before. I mean, I think that that's where we can all be headed. We are all on this journey, and we can all be at peace. And really, we all deserve that state of happiness. And I'll, I'll let you close out the show, Michael. I'm so grateful you know, for each one of you that listen to us here on Connect to Love on PRNFM. And, and you know, it's, yeah, it's I, been I, delightful. And I think we have to continue this conversation because there's still so much more. It, it is so true. I think the the beautiful one of the one of the lines at the end of the movie was that Hector's world was complex, even chaotic, and he loved it that way. He took comfort in the random patterns of his life, and he listened to his patience with real patience. Something with uh, sometimes with surprising results. Everything was up for change. He was everything was up for change, including him himself. And he learned to love like he'd never loved before. That is what we're all capable of. We're mm-hmm. capable of that of experiencing that in our lives every single day by just letting it happen, letting it unfold and, and facing it with happiness. That's beautiful. Thank you, Michael. And thanks you to all of you. Uh, abundant blessings of, of great happiness and joy. Definitely.